This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. It is 7.48, 12 minutes to 8, and you are here with Generation Next. You're here with Maddie. And Eleanor. And unfortunately, we don't have too much longer left of the show. But you know what that means? It's time for... It's time for me to fiddle with the new computer system. It's time for Maddie to ruin my dramatic effect. It's time for us to listen to Gay School, our weekly news segment. There's a bear in there And a chair as well There are people with games And stories to tell Open wide Come inside It's Gay School Yeah, I had a bit of a moment with the computer system there. Don't mind me. <laughs> anyway, of course, this is our regular segment about the news going on in the LGBTI community. So, a lot of you have probably heard about, or if you haven't, that's okay too, John Jolly Pitt. So, Angeline Jolly and Brad Pitt's child has recently made headlines when they asked their parents to call them John and allow them to dress more masculinely. It's unclear whether John identifies as trans man or as a non-binary. Yeah, and... Uh, so, we're going to stick with they just to be yeah, careful. Yeah, as they haven't made a statement of what pronouns yeah, they prefer Because the they're eight. This is like, true. Like, let's keep that in mind here. Yes. <laughs> um, either way, you know, Brad and Angelina have made really great strides in supporting their child, despite the mainstream media's best efforts. There's a whole lot of stories, you know, on Fox News, and which we all know is not the best. Oh, yes, the most delightful source of journalism. Oh, There's outrage that a child from a famous couple dare be transgender. Or even if they turn out to identify as female... You know, but how, but yes, but yeah. Like, how dare this cu- this couple allow their child to Gen- dress in the way they yeah. prefer and go by the name they prefer to break gender norms? You know, that's yeah. Anyway, it's a huge win for representation in the community. You know, the fact that the parents are doing such an amazing job in the in the public eye is really important for so many trans kids out there. I mean, representation of same-sex attraction, we're slowly entering that into the mainstream consciousness, but transgender people still really miss out. Yep, They're often reduced to, you know, throwaway joke lines like, oh, you you, you kissed a trans woman, or t- stupid old tropes that we, you know, we're all sick of everyone assuming that every trans woman is the same and assuming that trans men don't exist, which is what the media's take on it. So it's so good to see a, y- a young child from a family who is so accepting and in the public eye. I mean, the trans experience is just so diverse. Everyone has a different story to tell. And John having the courage to come out and they're, well, to the extent that they have already and they're eight, remember? To live their life. To live their life, exactly. And the fact that their parents are so supportive, this underlines, you know, what we need as a community in an extremely public setting. I just want to say bravo to John, Angelina and Brad for making such a positive step for all the trans kids and teens out there. Fantastic. Very much so. Um, 
it is December the 29th, which means obviously it's New Year's Eve in a couple of days. Sorry. I know, right? What, what happened to the year? But um, the promoter oh, of one tomorrow, of Sydney's biggest gay parties for New Year's Day said the event must be strictly drug-free and there'll be a high invisible police presence to help crack down on illegal substances. This is something that's been in the news a fair bit lately yeah. this year with the prevalence of ICE at, at gay ICE venues. ICE and GHB. It's, a re- it's becoming a really worrying trend because drugs like that are really, really bad, not just for the people who take them, but they affect people around them. You know, if people are, if people are off their fa- face on ice and they just, they might walk up and just smash someone for no reason. Yeah. It happens all the time. It follows on from um, Puffdorf a few months ago. <laughs> I love that name, sorry. Yes. Um, they put out the official policy that anyone caught with ice or GHB would face a lifetime ban, not just from that venue, yep. but from hundreds of venues around the state. And they've mentioned, you know, your bag's going to be checked on arrival and you might be asked to turn your pockets out. That, that They're taking this really, really seriously. And I think that's a really good thing. Yeah, because this there uh, there is the talk about personal choice and things like that, but these... There are some drugs that affect everyone around them, not just the user, and that's and that's something that we need to deal with the violence in the community. Yeah, and it is prevalent within the within the queer community. Mr. Bartender over here is sitting oh, he's gonna jump in. Hello, Dylan. Hi, crew, how are we? How's your voice? Yeah, my voice is all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, just on the topic of, you know, I, I think it's great that they're banning GHP in these areas. I work in a nightclub. Where and one night we had fourteen people overdose on GHB. That's really bad. And in one night. In one night, we had fourteen people, and it like it devastated the club because like we do security checks, yeah. and like I'm a bartender, so we like I have to check out RSA. But with with these substances, they can have people can have one drink with GHB, and they can overdose, and they can end up in the hospital. They might not actually survive. Yeah. So I think that this is a monumental, monumentally great thing because and like since then, with our club. It, specifically when we do a bag check and we come across anyone who has GHB on their person um, they're banned for life yeah. and we scan IDs and that, so yeah exactly and this is the system that it's not just banned from your club the scan affects like- uh, well, every club that uses the same hard security hardware that we have it'll come up saying that they're banned from X club for having X substance on them and I think it's a great thing and that's thing. not a good look let's be yeah. real and it, it's like not just what you were saying about like the people you know the people around you gets get affected you know it's not like the parents that get a phone call saying that their child is in the hospital yeah it's a Um, step for safety it's a step for safety for like the the bartender or like say the the bussy the 18 year old bussy who might be just doing this as a high school job goes to do a check on the toilets and then they find somebody who's overdosed i mean that's something that you don't want to see that you're not prepared for when you start working in hospitality they tell you how to use the dishwasher they tell you how to pick up glasses and wipe down tables effectively they don't teach (laughs) you how to deal with an overdose person on the bathroom exactly Exactly, exactly. That just doesn't come up in the training or when you're getting your RSA. Yeah. Thanks thanks for that, Dylan. No worries. Bye. Dylan's just been in the studio and then he was just making frantic gestures at the microphone. No, I think that's fair enough. You know, it's it's coming from someone who works in the industry like that. It's it's something that you have to face. And it's it's I am I'm totally with everyone on this. You know, it's just there are some things, you know, there is personal choice and then there's just important safety for everyone yeah, involved. very much so. And it is five minutes to eight, Whoa, which is... that was fast. Yeah, which is the time that we need to wrap up. Yeah. Um, here at Generation Next, we want to wish all of you a safe and happy 2015. Yep. Make uh, sh- please be safe on New Year's Eve and take care of yourself. And have a fantastic time. Fun. And have a great time as well. We don't want to just be party poofers. <laughs> From Maddie and Eleanor, we'll see you next year.
Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.